Hello, I'm Hilary Walker, Pastor Derek's wife. It's so nice to be with you again. I did so want to share with you about healing. And I've taken the scripture, um, Isaiah chapter 53. This is one of the greatest, greatest chapters on healing, what Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary. And we start here in Isaiah chapter 53, um, verse 1. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was laid upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. And he, Jesus, shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. And by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, because he shall bear their iniquities. And this is what Jesus did for us on Calvary. And it starts off, who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Now, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? It's to those who believe. It says very clearly, those who believe. And that's the power of God is revealed to them. Verse 2, for he, Jesus, shall grow up before him like a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. We know absolutely he's talking about Jesus here. He has no form or comeliness, and when we shall see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. Verse 3, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. If I can explain, the word sorrows and grief, the literal translation from the Hebrew actually is pains instead of sorrows and sicknesses, diseases, instead of grief. So we could quite rightly read it like this. He is a man of pains and, a grated, uh, and acquainted with sickness. Let's skip down to verse 4. Surely he has borne our sickness and he has carried our pains. It's those same two words. Verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Here it says he has put him to grief, but it's the same word that's used for sickness. So Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. 
he has put him to he has made him sick he has put him to sickness in other words as i said god made him sick and other highly respected literal translations of this passage are for instance young's i'll read that to you he is despised and left of men a man of pains and acquainted with sickness surely our sicknesses he has borne and our pains he has carried them and we esteemed him plagued smitten of god and afflicted and Isaiah 53 verse 10 in again Young's literal translation Jehovah has delighted to bruise him he has made him sick another says it pleased the Lord to crush him by disease Rotherham's translation says he has laid on him sickness you see this is one of the greatest statements as I said first of all concerning the healing word of God and it's very very clear that surely Jesus Christ himself has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains you know I'd love us to confess this with us together because you see the more we speak it out the more it comes into our mind and into our heart and it becomes a part of us and it becomes more real to us and so when you're saying something you're also hearing and it says hearing comes faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God and so when we're saying something we're also hearing it with our natural ears but also our spirit and so I would just suggest if you close your eyes and just say with me surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains let's do it again surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried my pains. Let's do it again. Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried away my pains. You know, we've seen from that great truth that literally Jesus did bore our sicknesses and carried away our pains. So what does that mean to us right now? I was encouraging you to say it again and again and again and honestly if you said it again and again every minute of every day it would do you the power of good I, I promise you that it's worked for me and I know it'll work for you God's Word works so what does it mean to us right now you see so if and Jesus has if Jesus has borne our sicknesses and carried away our pains then we don't need to bear sicknesses and we don't need to bear pains so if we carry them if we go on carrying them then what's the point of him carrying them oh for instance at church we have oh a humongously heavy um, stand where we preach from honestly I cannot lift it but the the, um, the ushers they, they put it where I want it to be now supposing I thought no I've got to carry it I've really got to carry it so I make them take it back where it was from and I insist on trying to gr drag it to where I need it to be and I can't and it's a little little bit like that when we just accept sickness and disease because it's not part of us it's not what God wants for us and so if and Jesus did um, carry our sins and carry our sicknesses then there's no need for us to carry our sins and our sicknesses or the guilt of our sins and sicknesses 
He took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. He carried our pains. And so since he carried it, we should resist it. When the symptoms come, honestly, I have found that if I resist it straight away, and I, I refuse this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, surely he has borne this sickness. He has carried this pain. And if I will continue and continue to say it, it goes. But if I accept it straight away, I say, oh, oh, my back is hurting so much. Oh, I've got to lie down and I go and lie down. I can promise you from my own experience, it only gets worse and worse and worse. You see, we don't have to receive it. You say, it's in my body. It's, it's the symptoms. Can't you see the symptoms? Can't you, can't you see it on the outside? Yes, but you don't have to receive it in your spirit. You know it's there. You're not pretending it's not there. But you know that there's a greater law, which the law of our Lord Jesus Christ, which says, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried away our diseases. I didn't mean to interrupt here, but really, if you would get Pastor Derek's book on getting healed, he gives it to you step by step by step. I'm just giving you a little overflow of that. And I know that it works in my own life because I've been sick, very, very sick. And sometimes I've given way to it and got sicker. And other times I have resisted it being strong in the word and it has gone. Eventually it's gone. So you can say, I refuse to carry this. Yes, I can see it in my body. Yes, I can feel it. But I refuse to accept it in my spirit. Because the doctors, they tell us to the best of their knowledge. But God's word is higher than that. And so we can say, yes, I know what the doctors said, but I accept the word of God, which says, I am healed. If you keep confessing it, there's another very good book by Dodie Osteen called Getting Healed from Cancer. I highly recommend it. And we must have this kind of fight attitude about us because I've had the give up and been very, 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 very ill. And so I refuse to accept symptoms and I, if I do it straight away it's so much more powerful and why do I do it because Jesus carried it for me he did all that suffering and if he sees me suffering it must break his heart you see we're not speaking untruth we are proclaiming the word of God the, the truth of the word of God that Jesus has borne this sickness this disease and I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. Why can we say it? Because we read in scripture as we did, Jesus was smitten of God and afflicted. God made him sick for us. And in that, it was judged and it was removed. Verse seven, Jesus, he, Jesus was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. This is important, Jesus opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. The stroke was laid upon him for you and for me. You see, Isaiah is seeing hundreds of years into the future, into the realm of the spirit, 
He's not seeing in the natural. The people who were there saw in the natural. And what Isaiah prophesied absolutely took place. And he's seeing how Jesus took our place. How he became your substitute, my substitute. And he bore the penalty and judgment for all our sin and for all the sin of mankind. And we read in the word of God that those standing around, seeing Jesus being scourged, they could only see on the outside what was happening, but they could not see what was happening in the realm of the spirit. And those that saw him nailed to the cross, they could only see outwardly. They had no idea what was going on in the realm of the spirit. And do you know, if they could see that, they could not possibly have behaved the way they did. You know, when I think that Jesus died the worst kind of death, it is the most painful, the most torturous, the most humiliating death that anyone could undergo. First of all, all the victims were naked. And real nails, um, I, I hope we can show on screen actually the nail that um, we saw in one of the museums in Jerusalem. Um, and that was only part of it. For his family, he was, he was dying the death of the worst possible criminal. And it was considered an absolute shame. He was naked. They laughed at him. They jeered at him. The religious leaders were all there. Normally, you wouldn't see him for dust around a crucifixion. Oh, but they were there to jeer at Jesus and say, oh, he saved others. Let him save himself. And he offered himself completely for us. We are, God made us a triune being, spirit, soul, and body. And Jesus laid his life down for us completely, spirit, soul, and body. And that he has procured absolute redemption for us. We're redeemed in the spirit. We're redeemed in the soul. We're redeemed in our bodies. And we've been brought back from the penalty of sin and death. We know that when we die, if Jesus is our Lord and Savior, if we've accepted him, we know that when we close our eyes, we will be with him in heaven. Heaven is our absolute home. It is so beautiful and it is so wonderful. And when the soldier struck him and struck him, that was him, Jesus, bearing God's judgment. God poured his judgment on Jesus instead of on you and me. How did Jesus possibly take it? Because he, for the joy of seeing your face and my face as he was being tormented. How could it bruise God? Because he could see that you and I will be reunited to him. Our sins would be forgiven. We would be blessed. We, would, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because in him we died. We paid the penalty in him. It's, it's a mystery and it is wonderful and it is true. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for you or for me and there is no sickness. We can resist it because God is the healer. His word is true. And Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured all this for us. At any moment, he could have cried out, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. And legions of angels would have rescued him. And he could have shouted out. And, and again, he, he would have been rescued, but he stayed silent. The reason he stayed silent was so that we could speak out and refuse to have this. There's a wonderful example of this of Paul. When he's about to be flogged, they've tied him down. They're about to flog him. And um, he looks up and he said, oh, by the way, 
Is it right, is it legal for you to, to scourge a Roman citizen? And they said, oh, no, what's happened? Are you really? He said, yes. So they, when they went and get their boss, and he hurriedly came because actually the penalty for doing that is horrendous. Um, and he said, are you really a citizen of Rome? And he said, yes, I am. And the man said, it cost me a fortune. And, Jesus, and sorry, Paul said, I was born a citizen of Rome. You have been born again into the kingdom of heaven and it's your right not to be scourged by Satan's sicknesses and diseases and torments. It's your right to be free. It's your right to be healed. And you can speak out and say, I have been healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. Shall we say that together again? Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried away my pains. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. God wants you healed and whole and well because when we're healed and whole and well we can witness for him, we can serve him better. If we don't speak up then the devil will beat us and we don't want him to tie us to his whipping post and beat us till we're senseless because Jesus has paid the price and we can speak up and say it is not lawful for you to put this on me because I am covered with the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Surely he has borne my sicknesses and carried away my pains by the stripes of Jesus Christ. I am healed. Lord, I thank you for my healing. Praise God. So I want to encourage you, the next time the enemy tries to attach something to you, you say, hey, hey, wait a moment. Is it lawful for you to do this? Do you have a legal right to do this? I'm an innocent, righteous child of God. You need to challenge the enemy's right to do this in your life. Say, I challenge you. I rebuke you. You've got no right to do this in my life. Why? You know, there's no government, there's no judge. Any decent government of the land or nation is not going to require punishment for the same offense. They're not going to punish you twice. Once you've paid the price, that's done and dusted. Um, if somebody did the time and they paid for it, um, the crime, for the crime, justice is satisfied. Well, somebody did pay the penalty for our crimes, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, beloved, when the enemy comes to you, and he comes to everybody, and he tells you, hey, you've sinned, you've messed up, you've got to pay the price, you don't deserve to be healed, healing's not yours, you just smile and say, I plead innocent. I am innocent. How can you do this? Because Jesus paid your price. The price is paid. Yes, you could say, I've sinned. I've made a mistake. I've confessed my sins to God. And God said that he is faithful if we confess our sins to cleanse, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So you're cleansed. I'm cleansed. And so, devil, you've no legal right um, to try and make me pay twice for the same crime because I've already been punished for that crime. 
And as I said, you'd say, you say, what do you mean you've been punished for that crime? You say, I have in Christ Jesus because I died with him. I was crucified with Christ. I died. I was buried with him. You can't kill a man twice. You can't send a man to the gas chamber twice. You can't give him the lethal injection twice. You can't electrify him twice. You can't crucify him twice. And that's what the enemy is trying to do to us. The devil knows that in Christ, you have, in Christ, you have paid the price. But if you don't know that, if you've never been told that, and you stay silent, he will continue to do things in your life. But if you know that you are a citizen of heaven, and that you have the rights um, of the citizens of heaven, um, your strength will rise up and you will challenge him and you will resist him and you will say, you have to say, it's no good thinking it, you say, no, 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 you have no right to do that in my life. By his stripes, I am healed. Jesus took the beating. Jesus, through Jesus, I am healed. I do not have to take the beating. Let me just sum up. You see, man needed a threefold redemption because man is spirit. Man has a soul, mind, and emotions. Man lives in a body, and sin has affected every part of man's being. Destruction and death worked against the spirit of man, and man was separated from the life of God. So destruction and spiritual death worked against man's mind. And he experienced, you know, what spiritual what mental torment is like I do and so we've been tormented in our minds with fear we've been afraid of death but there's no need to be afraid of death if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior because you belong to him the price has been paid for you and for me so I would just like to pray a prayer just in case you've never asked Jesus to be your Savior and Lord Almighty God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I believed that he lived and died. He died on the cross and paid the penalty for my sin and my sicknesses. He was buried, but on the third day he rose again and has ascended into heaven. And Lord Jesus, I accept your wonderful gift of eternal life by faith not by my feelings but by faith I believe that as I accept you I accept you I ask you to come into my heart and be my Savior and my Lord thank you Jesus for saving me I know that you have by faith amen I just want to read some verses from Isaiah again Jesus was taken from prison and from judgment and who shall declare his generation? Because he, Jesus, was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He, Jesus, shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied.
By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. And I would like to invite you, come and drink from the fountain of life. I just want to read this. It's from a DVD. And I believe this is God speaking to you. You are welcome in the earth. You are wanted. You are chosen. Joy was at your birth, a pure and favorite moment. It is my desire that you always prosper. It is my desire that you be in health. It is my desire that you would live long. It is my desire that all would go well with you in everything you do. It is my desire that you live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It is my desire that you know me, the Father. It is my desire that you know my Son. It is my desire that you know the Holy Spirit. It is my desire that you live forever, that you live forever in the kingdom of heaven with me. Um, this is Pastor Derek's book, Getting Healed. He goes very clearly, step by step, how you can receive your healing, why you can receive your healing, what it's based on, on the Word of God. So I highly recommend that you phone our office and you ask for this book. Um, I know that it will help you tremendously. It's helped me a lot. Getting Healed gives you all the knowledge you need to consistently receive healing from God every day of your life. It leads you step by step into believing that you receive healing when you pray. This book is a great investment in your future health and well-being, as well as an excellent source to equip, to equip you to minister God's healing power. I greatly encourage you to get this book. It really will give you a tremendous basis to receive your healing. God bless you. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And our vision is to spread the in-depth teaching of the Word of God to the ends of the earth. But we need your help. If you can partner with us or, or pray for us and contribute to us, it will make all the difference to make this possible. And on our website, oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk, you, you can find the, a way you can help us financially, and we would be so grateful. Receiving healing is so important because if we're not well, our whole life is blighted. And so I've written a book to teach you how you can receive your healing from God, Getting Healed. And there's a CD series that goes with that called Getting Healed. Let me encourage you to build up your faith and understand how to receive what God gives us freely. And I've got a second book called Live Long and Strong. And how not just to receive healing, but how to walk in health and strength and have your youth renewed. And there's also a CD series that goes with that too. Thank you for watching. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services, which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3. 7QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.